This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. She's also talking about visual. Uh-huh. Which is visualizing and believing God for what's, what, what he has for you. Uh-huh. And last week, Jenny talked about second hand. Okay. Which uh-huh. is what winners do. And here at AMC, we are a family of winners. Okay. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one thing about me, real fast, is I, I'm a well spoken individual. Okay. 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 And I'm going to watch this place of things. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, there are a few urban colloquialisms that are going to Let me go ahead and give you a few definitions just in case I can pass off some of So the first slight definition uh-huh. is secure the bag. Come on, so okay. Secure the bag simply means to find or obtain success. Okay. The second definition I'm going to do is about that action. Okay. Now, for me, it's all one word. It's for B-O-B-T-D-A-T-A-C-T-I-O-N. And that action simply means one who is willing and ready to do what is required at any given moment to attain success, receive the promise, or secure the bag. All right. All right. Now, as I said before, we're talking about hope today. And one of the messages that really ministers to me the most is something on the canvas of your imagination. So today, if I had to have a title for my message, it would be, what's on the canvas? Okay. That's good. So, I'm going to start off with a story. Okay. Now, say a long, long time ago. A long, long time ago. Nah, I was about 10 years old. <laughs> I'm at the park minding my own business. There's a young, young person named Vegas who lives around the corner. Uh-huh. Now, Vegas is a bully. Vegas is taller than me, Vegas is like two or three years older than me, mm-hmm. and really ain't got no business even hanging out with me to be honest. Okay. So, Vegas comes in. So, man, I'm gonna So, Vegas has a tendency to try to pick on me often, which I'm not really sure what the issue is. I don't know where her beef is with me personally. But one day I've had enough. Smack me in the back of my head. Jesus. And immediately, with 
That's right, pain. I knew mistakes have been made. Vegas then begins to grow haymakers, lefts and rights and lefts and rights. And immediately I understand I have made more mistakes than I thought. At this point, I don't know if I told you this, but Vegas is a girl. And so I'm out here in front of my own house, getting mommy walks in front of all my friends and then sharing them. I'm looking around like, hey, like, help, help. You know what I'm, I'm looking for help at this point. So I just remember doing one of these motions, and I'm telling Vegas, stop, stop, stop. Now what I'm about to tell you next, I'm not proud of. <laughs> I lean back with okay. everything in this 10-year-old right hand, and I snap the fire out of this. <laughs> and everything stops. Now, at this moment, I don't even feel good about this. I feel, I feel terrible. Vegas <laughs> looks up, and Vegas has four older brothers. I just want to get my brother to beat you up. And now I feel even worse. <laughs> so not only did I just get beat up in front of my friends, in front of my boss, on the block by a girl, but now her brother is coming to beat them. <laughs> so now when I proceed to go home, and of course, I think I cried a little bit. I'm just keeping the bug with you, you know? And it made me really think about what just happened today. And so I had to ask myself the question, why did you get beat up today? <laughs> but lots of people, you know what I'm saying? Of course, your natural response is, you say you couldn't fight. That's true, at the time I couldn't fight. But my thing is, there are lots of people who can't fight that have never been beat up before. So what have I done that has got me beat up on today? And the thing I did was I walked into a situation with nothing on the canvas of my imagination. Wow, okay. Wow. See, not having nothing on the canvas of your imagination will, will If you have nothing on the canvas of your imagination, you will go for it and end up in a situation doing something outside of your character. Okay. Now, I, I, I was raised correctly. I'm a gentleman at heart, and I would never put my hands on one. Absolutely never. And, and that's what's been taught in my household. So how do I look up and find myself in a situation where I'm not only in but I got beat up at the same time? I got up. I have nothing on the canvas of my imagination. So what did I do? I went to go talk to my dad. My dad is in there. I love my dad. Pops, yeah. I love you, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I talked to Pops. And so I said, Dad, are you teaching me how to fight? I said, no. He's like, well, why do you want to learn how to fight? I wasn't going to tell my dad I just got beat up. And especially when I'm in somewhere I got beat up by a guy. I was just, I, I was going to lie. Mm-mm. So I just said, no, no reason I'm concerned. I just want to know. And so then my dad taught me three things. He taught me one, he taught me who I am. Okay. Two, he taught me how to talk in any situation. Okay. And three, he taught me how to keep my focus. So one, now anybody who's a pocket, I'm not sure how many people in the house actually are pocket. Yeah, no, yeah, no. But my people are the Platts, the Hannahs, and the Jeffersons. Okay. And if you know anything about the Platts, the Hannahs, and the Jeffersons, we really about that action. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me just remind you what that means. I'm just telling you about that action. And anything in the about that action, my dad told me two things. He said, you don't let nobody take nothing from you, you don't let nobody put their hands on you. Okay. That's it. I said, come on, man. So he told me who I was and who my, lady, who my lineage is. Yeah. I did this over a course of time. So I'm listening to my dad tell stories of, to my uncles about what they used to do and things that happened in the past. 
We won't get into that too much on today. We know that my dad believes my dad actually really me. And I'm cut from that same cloth as when he was telling me. So he told me how to talk. My dad is a man of few words. Mm -hmm. And when he speaks, you will listen. And so in the stories that my dad told me, my dad, he didn't have to get demonstrative. He didn't have to really get loud with people. When there was a disagreement and disrespect happened, if somebody tried to take something from my dad, he would tell you what it was. You ain't going to take such and such from me. You ain't going to do this, or I will do this. Okay. And I said, why? And so my dad told me the same thing. So you ain't got to get loud with people. You ain't got to yield. You ain't got to step out of character. You ain't got to get dumb. But you say what you will do, and you say what will happen. I said, all right, all right, so duly noted. And then the third thing on that song is how I keep my focus. Mm. Now, when the fight is on, the fight is on. Right. There will be a melee of fists and things thrown at you, and people are not here to play with you. Right. So, let it be known, you probably don't get hit. But when you get hit, you can't get up. And for this, is not the time panic. Panicking is how I got money off my babies in front of the park that day. Right. And I never let it happen again. Yeah. That being said, over the course of time, I heard a few other stuff was happening, which proved that these hands indeed work. You know what I'm saying? So we're not here to talk about that. But I'm going to move to the next situation, though. So as I got a little bit older, like I said, I found out that these hands really do work. And Come on. Nice with them, you know what I'm saying? My, my pastor would say, don't let the smooth taste fool you. Ah, yeah, you know? Yeah, no. So when I first started cutting hair, um, I would go house to house and make house calls. So I had a guy I was cool with, and you know, I would cut his hair off, and this particular day was I was cutting him, his brother, and his cousin. And you know, everything's going good, I'm saucing him up, I'm killing it. Going crazy, I'm like, this is the best haircut. I'm a barber barber, you understand? I'm nice with this thing. So I, and I'm feeling good about it, so I'm like, yo! And the thing is, I'm new to it, so I think I'm only charging people like $5 a haircut. Like, I don't know, you get soft up anybody that you make in the haircut for $5. You can't go to Great Clips and get a Great Bush for $5. Help! Help! I'm going to talk about that today, and that's not why I'm here. So, at the end of the haircut, you know, I'm giving them the mirror and everybody, oh yeah, I'm inspired, that's it, that's that one. Oh yeah, we back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, my guy looks up at me, and he says, all right. Talks to his cousin, and he said, Yeah, pay that man. And his cousin looks at the brother and he kind of laughs, like, Oh, I ain't got no money. I thought you was going to pay for it. And he looked back at my man, he said, Yeah. And dude turns back around to me. He says, Hey, man, we ain't got it. Uh, what? <laughs> now, see, like I said before, I'm really a gentleman. And in my heart of hearts, I don't give it. So, had dude told me before I got there, Hey, man, we don't have the money, you know what I'm saying? But we really need, like, I'm, I'm down bad right now. I need it. I need the haircut, bro. I'm living crazy out here. All right, man. My heart, I wouldn't help him out at that time. Right. Don't pull that on me today because I probably won't go like that. <laughs> but, so from that point, I make up in my mind, nah, bro. That, that was so disrespectful because my thing is, it's not that you didn't have the money. Because I'm in your house and I see the things that you have in your house. So I know somebody got $15, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't tell me that nobody here, you ain't got $15? Everybody's doing something wrong with this one. We're like 17. They like, they what? <laughs> so I look down, I begin to place my things in my bag. I look back up at them. I said, we better go ask your mom and tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> 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 I 
Google's file immediately kind of reverts. So then from there, on the canvas of my imagination, I begin immediately to figure out what I need to do. So I go place my things in my vehicle, I get the car started, because I'm sure I might have to make a quick exit if you understand what okay. I'm saying. So on the way back in, I'm seeing things. I'm going straight down the mode. I said, first I gotta kick the big one in the chest. I'm gonna start kicking him. This is gonna pop up. I'm gonna punch him right in the jaw. And from there, I'm gonna, I had a whole plan on the canvas of my imagination. Because why? Because I'm really about that action. My man already told me, you are of the Hannahs, the Jeffersons, and of the Platts. And you ain't gonna let nobody come and take nothing from me. The show ain't gonna let them put their hands on right. So I learned how to talk. I told my man what I wanted to see happen. Listen, man, you better go talk to your mom, your dad, or somebody, and go see who got my money. Mm -hmm. I've already said it. So I'm on the campus of my imagination, I'm ready for whatever at this point. And when I walk back in, what manifested? <laughs> my mind. <laughs>
she speaks life into my situation. Yeah. She passed me on the chest twice. And she says, do what you know to do, son. Mm -hmm. Amen. So from there, I sold seed into the woman of God's life. Yeah. And I went to the hospital. Well, first I collected my siblings. I went to pick them up. And then we went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Now at this time, Pastor talked about anything that is not, anything that is not agreeing with what you believe in God for is a lie. So you need to tear that down immediately. Yeah. So I'm going to come right with my sister and brother. Drake is one of my favorite guys. This ain't the time for Drake, right? Right, right, right. Drake has no power. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I need something that's going to hit me. Right, right. going to stick to the ribs. So immediately, me and my sister, we go into worship. Right now, we're not shaking, but we're stirred up. We're believing and painting on the canvas of our imagination. Yeah, yeah. The Word of God says that by His stripes, we are healed. So I'm going to see my mom healed and whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. We arrived to the hospital, and my father is in the room, and I see my mom in the hospital bed. And I begin to talk to her, and I'm just asking, hey, mom, what's going on, mom? And, and she's speaking to me, but it's it's like, and I can tell that she knows who I am, but she doesn't, she's not talking to me like her son, she's talking to me like a familiar face. Mm -hmm. And it was in that moment that the enemy told me, this is your last moment with your mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to here. My thing is, if I wasn't going to let three cats that I know take 15 dollars from me, what's your Like an anchor. We are grounded and anchored in 
hope. And on this chest here is the canvas of my imagination. Yeah. So, I don't know if y'all can see it on the camera, but I took very, very, it took about an hour to find this nothing bag right here. And when I did it, I, I, I made sure that I got all the details. I got the little, little leather pieces on the sides there. I got the loops. Now, why did I take so much time on it? Because I need to know that when this gets difficult while I'm pulling the rope, oh, I can look back and be word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.